Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to a special edition of Soap Dish Salem Style. It is Labor Day today, so we decided to take our normal recap off and give you a top five. And since it is Labor Day, we decided to do our top five births. And joining me today are Ariet, Nick, and Dylan. Say hello, everybody. Hey, guys. Hi. Hey, y'all. Michael, unfortunately, could not be here with us today. He's a little bit under the weather, but I will be reading his list as we go along. So to kick us off, Ari, what is your number five? So my number five is Abby giving birth to Thomas. All of us know the story, but let's just recap for a minute. So the day of a Hope and Aiden's wedding, Abby found out that Ben was a necktie killer. Ben knocked her out brought her to an abandoned cabin where she gave birth. He then killed the midwife, Wendy, who helped deliver the baby. Chad showed up, Ben knocked him out, and tied both of them to the bed, setting it on fire while leaving them there to die. It's a fucking mess. Yes! <laughs> it was, and it was insane. <laughs> like, that is what I love. I haven't seen the entire necktie storyline in its entirety but these moments are moments i've been aware of and watched like the angst messy angst was glorious from the moment he kidnapped abby to abby giving birth and ending with chabby being put on the on fire on the bed like that is just messy ship angst and i love it so that gets my number five good choice dylan what about you what's your number five um, my number five is Isabella giving birth to Brady. Um, I just, I really loved her and I loved her and John and it was like this mix of like tragedy, but also like happiness because we knew that we were losing her. We knew that she was dying. But... No, we didn't know that yet. No, she didn't not, find yet. Out she, not yet. Yeah. She didn't find out she was sick until after Brady after, was born. Yeah. But it was very soon after. Yeah, he was only like five months old. Yeah, he was still tiny. But like, I just remember like that scene where she's smiling and she's like, I don't know. I just love, I loved Bella. I loved her so much. And just like, and Brady's one of my favorite characters as messy and chaotic. That's why I like him. Yeah, like. He entertains me. (laughs) And he's just like, I don't know. I love Brady Black. And I love that we got that, like, even though Jarlena is like the iconic couple in the moment in the story, we still have this little reminder of this endearing, wonderful, gentle love that John had. So I just, yeah, that's my number five. I love that choice. Nick, what about you? What's your number five? My number five um, is Ariana Grace. Good one. Good pick. That was some of the most chaotic shit I've ever seen in my life. Will was confused. He was deciding whether he was gay or straight. Gabby was lonely or she was upset. I think they had just broken up. Um, and the, the way Ariana was conceived was just, it was so random because they weren't together. It was just a one night stand. They both realized it was a mistake. That's when Will finally was able to come out. And then lo and behold, crazy ass Nick Fallon shows up and Gabby learns she's pregnant. Nick blackmailed Will into signing away his parental rights. I think before she, before Ariana was even born. Yeah. And it was, wasn't there a hostage situation when she was born? 
Yes, because Sunny had to deliver her in a garden shed. I remember. Like, it was, I remember it being just so wild. Like, damn, her. And Will got shot. Like, I do remember that. Will was shot by Vargas, Nick's prison guard. I think it was Vargas. So not prison guard but prison cellmate like it, it got cr- it got yeah, crazy it. there was a and lot like, yeah ariana and grace's birth was just it was something straight out of a movie <laughs> like, it was a cheap movie but it was a movie nonetheless <laughs> it was so wild i'm like damn she can't even just come into the world peacefully her parentage is already a mess because nick was batshit crazy was he wasn't he trying to take gabby and Ariana and leave. Yeah, he was. He he had arranged a modeling gig in New York for her and was yep. trying to force her to leave. And then shit got crazy. And then I think the guy who attacked Nick in prison was also coming to shoot him. And then Will jumped in front of the bullet, and that's how Will got shot. So that was kind of Nick's moment of like, oh wait, I've been torturing this guy since I got out of prison, and he literally just almost died to save my life. So this was kind of the moment where Nick actually admitted everything that happened to him and admitted how awful he was and was kind of the moment that sort of changed Nick a bit. Yeah, didn't last long, but yeah. No, it didn't. (laughs) Yeah, that's my number five. Very good choice. My number five um, is actually Charlotte's birth. Uh, Aria, you had Thomas. I have Charlotte at my number five. Um, I loved this birth because at this point, Chad and Abigail were not together. Abigail was married to Stefan, trying to prove that she wasn't crazy because Gabby was setting her up as a revenge scheme. So Chad had kidnapped her to the Horton cabin to try to get her to admit that she needed help. And then they're at the cabin and her water breaks. And Smith Island is where cell service goes to die. So they couldn't reach anybody. So they ended up having to put all of their drama aside. And they actually were a good team and delivered the baby. And this was the moment that I realized that Billy Flynn was a comedic genius. Because there are moments in this birth that are absolutely hilarious and have me fall on the floor laughing. And I think it's honestly one of my top five chabby moments in general. So it definitely had to make my top five birth list. Um, Before we move on to number four, I do want to read Michael's number five. And he said his number five was the birth of Holly Jonas. All right. I don't really. That was that was chaotic, too, because we didn't know who the fuck. We didn't know where that baby came from. We didn't know what? Where the father was at that point, and then Nicole ended up delivering her own daughter, and she didn't know it. She didn't know. We didn't wow. know who the hell. We were like, "Who was Chloe pregnant by?" Like, why? Because <laughs> she she was being mysterious about it. Because like we she, thought it was we thought it was Deimos for a while because she had just screwed Deimos before she left. <laughs> then Philip claimed paternity, but then they did the paternity test and they realized that it wasn't Philip. Then Deimos did the paternity test and we realized that it wasn't him either. And then it came out that it was Daniel Daniel and Nicole's baby. And I had said this as a wild, crazy prediction like weeks before it actually had come out. I think and I then saying that on the timeline. <laughs> And it was like one of the first times that one of my off the wall theories came true. And I was like, this is insane. I didn't actually think it would happen. But didn't they, didn't she end up being delivered in like there's that seedy motel room? Yes. Yes. That's when I started watching. So I remembered that. <laughs> I think so. 
And it was like around Christmas time, which is why they named her Holly. It was either <laughs> right before Christmas or right after. I think, I think it, was, it was like right after Christmas. Yeah. So I'll keep my opinions to myself about that. But <laughs> yeah. So that is Michael's number five. All right. What's your number four? So my number four is Lexi giving birth to Theo. So Tony, correct me if I'm wrong about the year, but I think Lexi found out she was pregnant in 2002 um, with Abe's baby and they reunited. But moments leading up to the birth were a bit chaotic because days or a week before, depending on Salem time, Lexi had fallen down a hole. (laughs) That was, yes, that was what. (laughs) Yes, she did. (laughs) She had fallen down a hole that was caused by the earthquake. If you don't remember, uh, Rex caused all of it. But anyway, and then fast forward a few days, weeks, whatever, to Lexi giving birth. And Brandon revealed to Abe at the same time that he's Abe's son. Oh my God, that's right. And Abe couldn't even like process that because Lexi was literally in the middle of giving birth to his. Yeah, to she was screaming like, Abe, get over here, like screaming for doctors and all of that. But yeah, and then that's not all. <laughs> Sammy switched the paternity results, but wait for the plot twist. Lexi had been privy to that and revealed that the results Sammy got access to in the lab were fake because she planted them so basically <laughs> I, yeah, I love it yes, but I <laughs> it was so messy lexi set it up and sammy took the bait which lexi revealed in front of everyone everyone <laughs> meaning a brandon sammy roman nicole lucas and kate no longer. and brandon and sammy were married for like five minutes at this point because then they just had she had just rushed them to the justice of the peace yes and i've loved theodore brandon carver since the day he was born his birth had all the messy drama surrounding it and i enjoyed everything about it so that gets my number four excellent pick dylan what's your number four um my number four was jennifer giving birth to abigail and jack delivering her like that's my favorite part of yeah because I mean like at that time too I was just like such a Jack and Jen- Jennifer oh, fan and uh, mm, yes yes <laughs> and so and, like yes yeah. and like if you had if you have been in the trenches like I had been in <laughs> like <laughs> I have been in the trenches like we we earned this we did we 100 percent earned it and 1992 was not a banner year it really was for not. us <laughs> like we had to find little nuggets of gold like, amongst giant piles of horse shit like y'all laughed but when i said we were in the trenches we we were in the trenches y'all it wasn't <laughs> it, it was not it, we didn't have a lot we did not have a lot so like to get those scenes and to get that birth and like for jack to be the one to bring his baby girl into the world it was just <sighs> oh, i will be talking about that more later <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that's my that's my number four because it, it was a very bright spot in an otherwise terrible <laughs> Nick, what about you? What's your number four? My number four is something I 
learned about recently through SOD recaps because I was not watching then, wasn't even born yet. But I chose Alexander Kyriakis because... <laughs> oh, yeah, that person is crazy. Talk about mess. <laughs> when he's born, um, Angelica gives birth to him with Justin by her side, but she's claiming Neil Curtis as the dad and Justin doesn't know. Um, at the same time, Victor, who's plotting on this child names the baby after his late brother Justin's dad Alexander um then there was this like a videotape or recording of Angelica confessing to uh Alex's paternity and it was it was so weird and convoluted and I think Justin and Adrian had become Alex's godparents at one point. It was so odd. Yeah, it was How a whole mess. There was a lot going on. And Meanwhile, that wasn't even an that wasn't even an Angelica that we claimed. That was like the weird in the weird blonde <laughs> in between one. In between Jane and Judith. Oh wow. That wasn't even one of the famous ones? Mm-mm. No, oh, that wow. was that was the weird blonde in between one that I swear was the inspiration for Morgan Fairchild's casting. Yeah, Neil was distracted because he was a gambling addict, which allows Victor to t- to steal the tape of Angelica confessing to Alex's paternity, so he can start blackmailing her. She moves in with him. He's planning on raising this baby as his own heir, and he's yeah. never he's never plans on telling Justin. So, like, I get when people say Victor was a bastard because he was. A bastard was, old age a old age man. old age may have slowed him down but <laughs> it, he's still a piece of shit a and menace the in the meantime he was giving he was drugging justin to make sure he was impotent so he could not reproduce with adrian while tr- while planning to steal his own child i'm like yo i would have shot i would have shot his ass you son of a bitch <laughs> yeah it was insane but Alex, so Alex being the mess that he is, makes complete sense to me. Yeah, totally. Because the Kyriakis men are very, very messy. <laughs> but Alex Kyriakis, that was wild as hell. Because I was so confused reading it. I'm like, this something's off. Like how I thought Justin was the father. It, it took me a while to figure out Justin is the father that no one's telling him. And Victor's planning on taking this baby and raising it as his own. And they, that doesn't even touch on the fact that Angelica goes on the run with said child and he's presumed dead I'm for dead, a year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then... He, he was only, he was barely a year old when that yeah. happened. <laughs> he was barely a year old. So I think it's like right after he was born. And then he's brought back, like Angelica just randomly decides that yeah. living on the run is not good for this child. So then she gives the baby to Johnny Corelli to yeah, Johnny Corelli had gone looking for them. <laughs> yeah. I, don't know I why. think, I think Justin sent him looking cause he had heard that Angelica was alive. Yeah. And then, so she gave the baby to Johnny to give back to Justin and Adrian, the one and only decent thing Johnny Corelli ever did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, was a, it was a mess. Top 10 characters who should have never existed. Johnny Corelli. Yes. <laughs> also, top ten characters who far outlived their usefulness. He should have blown up on the cruise of deception. <laughs> well, yeah, Alex is my number four. All right. Well, my number four, I am going to piggyback off of Dylan's, and it is going to be Abigail's death. Uh, death. Good lord, Abigail's birth well. on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Freudian slip there. Abigail's birth. It was just. So, so good. Like, that's one of my favorite Jack and Jennifer moments because 1992 was not a good year if you were a J&J fan at all. You had 
them having money concerns and like Jack couldn't even enjoy the pregnancy because he was so worried about being able to provide for the baby. And then they did this weird thing where he thought he was dying for a while. So he kept trying to um, throw her at Brian Schofield's way, which was weird and random. And I don't know what the fuck that was. So when we actually (laughs) got them together as a team delivering their child, like delivering their child, it was just that was the classic Jack and Jennifer. That was the couple that I loved. It was everything. And then Jack getting to see his baby girl and hold his baby girl and like instantly fall in love with her. And like she became the center of his whole world. It was just, it was perfect. And that is my number four. And Michael's number four is Sierra's birth, hmm. which I didn't love that, but I guess he did. <laughs> That's an interesting choice. Yeah, because there was so much chaos and craziness around that birth. Because, um, like, I think Patrick had kidnapped Hope. She be- she believed that she was giving birth to Patrick's baby, not Bo's baby. And then Bo comes in and saves her, and she's in labor. At, and they're in a warehouse, and Bo actually ends up delivering Sierra. It was, it, it was crazy. At least and- Bo, Bo didn't sell her on a black market like Todd Manning did. <gasps> True, very true. <laughs> Even though he didn't know it was her, it was his. He he still gave a damn. <laughs> very true. That is Michael's number four. All right, what is your number three? My number three is Hope giving birth to Zach. So speaking of chaotic, Zach's life was chaotic from the moment he was born. Because if we go back a bit and recap, Lexi and Abe were trying to have a baby but couldn't. Which is how Stefano found Marlo, who was willing to let a- Lexi and Abe adopt her child, which turned out to be JT Ryber. Um, so Hope and Marlo were giving birth at the same time, which again gave Stefano the incentive to switch the babies. So JT and Isaac were raised by their their sets uh, their set of parents for about two years until the truth came out. And what I loved about this is that I don't think even Hope and Bo knew that Bo was the Bo was Zach's father at the time Hope was giving birth. I think the whole John was uh, Zach's father was looming over their heads. Correct me if I'm wrong, Tony. The moments surrounding Zach's birth were lovely because Bo and Hope got married and Sean got to be present for his little brother's birth. So that gets my number three. All of the drama, all of the mess, it led to a lot of story. And I enjoyed it. All right. That is an excellent choice. Dylan, what's your number three? For my number three, we are going to travel over to Port Charles. Okay. (laughs) And my my number three is Robin giving birth to Emma. Oh. Oh, good pick. And... Listen, I have like such a protection around an affinity for Robin Scorpio because I I kind of grew up with Robin. So like she's like my soap character. And so getting to watch her have this happily ever after with the baby that she for a long time did not think that she could have with the husband that for a long time she didn't think that she would have 
and just have this life that for a long time she kind of didn't believe would be hers was just and also like this was the moment I'm not even gonna lie Emma's birth and the scenes immediately after that those are like what made me get on board the Patrick and Robin train because I was not really a, <laughs> I was not really a Scrubs fan prior to that and I was not really a fan of Patrick Drake prior to that understandable understandable <laughs> and, okay. so for those of you who are not aware um Robin Scorpio is an HIV positive character on General Hospital and when Robin had Emma she gave birth via c-section and the first thing that happened was the cord was wrapped around Emma's neck and that came out fine and everything everybody thought everything was all good and then <laughs> everything was not good like Robin um oh yeah that was scary uh I can't remember quite what it was but Robin had complications she started bleeding yeah she started guess- hemorrhaging um she flatlined. She flatlined. She was she was in a coma. We thought that she might go to the upper room. It was a lot. It's no wonder she got PT, post-traumatic, postpartum, well, postpartum depression after this, honestly. And, like, it was a lot. And there were scenes with, like, her friends and her family, you know, telling her to fight and to come back to them. But Jason Thompson put in a performance as Patrick Drake that took me from well if robin like him i guess he all right <laughs> to that's my man <laughs> like the way that he talked about her the way that he loved her like his commitment to having his wife and his daughter and this life that they had built together it was just beautiful like emma's Did they birth- ever get to finish the wedding yeah, they got married. Yeah, they got they got again, married a month later or two yeah. months later. It was okay, because just... I remember she went into labor at the at the ceremony. Wedding. Yep, during the vows. <laughs> I miss them. Oh, it was everything. It was everything. Everything. But like, yeah, I became like a Patrick Drake fan and a Scrubs fan, all in like the same story. Like that that sold me. It was so excellent good. choice, Nick. What's your number three? Uh, my number three is also in Port Charles, and um, we're going to start with her conception, because her, fer- her parents um, conceived her in a crypt. Um- <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. God, we're going Avery? <laughs> yeah, we're going Avery, Jerome, Carithos. Um, Sonny and Ava. Ava was, sleep- was sleeping with Sonny's young son. Uh, his name was Morgan. Um, they were in a relationship. People hated it, but they were together. And Sonny hated Ava's guts because Ava killed his girlfriend connie falconeri mercifully um and but ava framed aj quartermain for the murder so sunny killed aj and it was at aj's funeral and sunny was still flipping out over the fact that he killed this man and hadn't told his son yet and sunny and ava were in the um what at were at aj's grave arguing and all of a sudden they just started kissing i'm like what the fuck is going on i thought that was where it was gonna stop no they screwed on top of this man's dead body um (laughs) and lo and behold ava's pregnant and we don't know who the father is (laughs) but before she gives birth 
it comes out that Sonny killed AJ because I remember it. it was all it all happened in the same house that's the weird part so it comes out that Sonny killed AJ Michael's pissed he disowns his father I well, did Ava reveal it no Ava didn't it was revealed that Carly and Franco's wedding yeah was Carly Carly and Carly Sonny were cheated. having the affair. yeah Carly okay. and Sonny were having the affair and Franco knew about it and got her the evil eye necklace which had the camera on it which after um Sonny and Carly decided to have sex in Michael's apartment and then in the afterglow decided to talk about their murder cover-up and so it was it was recorded on camera through the evil eye necklace that she was wearing and then he played the video at at the wedding wedding ceremony okay yeah and they I don't know I forgot how they even ended up at that house but because Ava being there was just weird I think Ava being there with those two people was weird. I think Ava and Morgan went looking for, like, I think Ava went with Morgan and Morgan was looking for Sonny. Okay. (sighs) It was weird. But all I know is Ava gave birth and she had been drugged by Nina um, Reeves, who then made her give birth and took the baby and left and went on the run. She induced labor in order to steal the baby? She did. She drugged her into giving birth. She ran off with the baby and ran off with Franco. They were on the run for, I don't even know how long, but it was, I remember being irritated and I'm like, this is so dumb. Like, just go home, you idiot. (laughs) (laughs) But I do remember Nina and Franco eventually gave themselves up. Nina went to the nut house. Franco went with her and Avery went home finally. And they did, a, I think they did do a paternity test. They did hint at, I don't know why they did this. I would have preferred this, that my, Morgan could have been the kid. And Carly was in that room with the paternity test results alone too long, but they never touched it. So Sonny's the father. He didn't need to be. He had enough kids. But yeah, I, I do like Avery. Avery's one of the more recent births that I actually gave a shit about. Because I, I like the little girl that plays her. But She's so that, cute. that was chaotic as hell. Very. <laughs> it was a lot. It was a yeah. Lot. That was when Ron decided that all things <laughs> needed to co- coincide on November sweeps. Because then you also had, like, I think Heather Weber took Carly hostage with yeah a bunch yeah. of other people in a <laughs> warehouse there was a lot like, it, there was there was the a lot happening. sweeping hell yep. at this at this point ron might not having a budget might be a blessing <laughs> we don't know what he would do if he had money good god it was, yeah. a, it, was, it was entertaining as fuck but it was a lot it was a lot avery jerome corinthos was my number three that poor baby my number three is also over in port charles um my number three is lulu's birth um Hmm. on general hospital i and i mainly loved it because of the drama surrounding it like laura almost died because people i think if i remember correctly like people broke into her house and she fell down the basement stairs and she went into labor and then she would and she was like laying there for a while and like luck i think lucky found her and then like they had to do an emergency c-section to get lulu out but then laura was dying she almost yeah it was a lot like i believe jake i think i want to say this was jonathan jackson's either first soap opera digest award or first emmy win 
was for the scenes when he was waiting to find out if Laura and Lulu were going to be okay. Yeah. All and, of Laura's kids need therapy. Good God. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was a lot. And I don't even think like, I don't even think like these people were like after Luke. I think these were just like random people who broke into her house. And then she ended up like, she was in the basement and she ended up falling down the stairs and she literally like laid there for like two episodes. And then I think Luke, I think, I think Lucky came home and found her got her to and then lucky came, then luke came home and then they rushed her to the hospital and it was just so insane and so emotional but so compelling and michael's number three is well <laughs> he is picking another one that we've already discussed and his favorite death uh his favorite birth was abigail okay um which we we pretty much discussed that on our you know between dylan and i we discussed that pretty thoroughly but good choice michael mm-hmm. um all right what is your number two my number two it's a mess and it's actually from another soap it's olivia giving birth to trey on sunset beach okay buckle up because this is wild as fuck (laughs) anyway so we have two characters cole and caitlin who are in a relationship And if I remember correctly, because it's been a while, um, prior and during their dating phase, um, Cole was sleeping with Caitlin's mother, Olivia, to get a hold of the National Jewels, which is his family's jewels that she owned. But guess what? Both Caitlin and Olivia got got pregnant at the same time, but Caitlin miscarried her baby. And that is because, and here's where it gets really messy. Olivia was married to Gregory, which is Caitlin's father. And he was unaware of Olivia's pregnancy, but he told her to fake being pregnant and later uh, fake a miscarriage to guilt their daughter into giving them her baby and then ruin her relationship with Cole. And then there's Annie who's scheming to steal Gregory from Olivia. But Gregory, at some point, He changed his mind and he wanted to pay a doctor to tell Caitlin that her baby died after she gave birth. But no, Caitlin found out she faked her death in a car accident, but she lost the baby. And then here's where Annie comes in. I'm telling you guys, it's messy as fuck, but I loved it. Caitlin enlisted um, Annie to help her fake it, fake the pregnancy and gain revenge against her dad. And that is how Annie kind of came up with the plan to lure Olivia into a country cabin. She induced her labor. She drugged Olivia. She stole her baby and gave it to Caitlin. Uh, After Olivia gave birth, Annie made Olivia think that she lost her baby due to like her alcoholism. So Olivia thought her baby was dead and Annie gave the baby to Caitlin and Caitlin had no idea that she was raising her little brother as her own son. It's one of my favorite baby stealings, which it's not a switch, but it's a baby stealing stories and the birth because the mess of it all and the, it lasted for quite a long time I think towards like the end of the soap and it was just messy like she's raising her own little brother as a son 
Yeah. That's insane. But yeah, that gets my number two because of the mess of it all. You guys know I love my mess. That is very true. Very good pick. Dylan, what's your number two? Um, my number two, uh, Ariad already mentioned. She gave you like the whole backstory with uh, Theo's birth. So yeah, my number two is Lexi giving birth to Theo. And it's like, look, I love Theo. That is, that's my baby. He's been my baby from day one. That's mine. And I'm gonna stick beside him. So like, like, I just love Theo. I love Theo. I love Lexi. I love Abe. I love their whole little family. So like, that was my number two. Excellent, excellent, excellent choice. Nick, what about you? What's your number two? Uh, My number two um, is back to days and it's crazy as shit. It's still crazy thinking about it. I didn't even watch it, but it's batshit crazy. It's Elvis Aaron Demera. Um, oh my oh, God. I, was, I, was, I literally just watched this. So it's the craziest fucking thing I've ever seen. All I know is John and Kristen were together and she was pregnant, but she miscarried. Yep. And, and she told her daddy, Stefano. So Stefano decides to get a lookalike or someone that kind of looks like Kristen and he finds Susan Banks country ass. Who <laughs> <laughs> we later find out was already pregnant with his child, but he didn't just say he just didn't say anything until way later. Yeah. So he finds a, a woman that's pregnant and basically he's while she's giving birth, I'll never forget seeing this shit. She, he, while she's giving birth in labor with those terrible teeth and all, he's dressed up as an Elvis impersonator. <laughs> Elvis impersonator. <laughs> and I was like... No, that's not actually during her birth. That's during EJ's conception. What? Yeah. yeah <laughs> like, what? Ew. <laughs> so while she was being artificially inseminated? Yep. She thought she was having, she was so loopy and I just saw this. So basically she was at an Elvis convention. She ate a drunk peanut butter and banana sandwich when she woke up. <laughs> there was Stefano dressed as Elvis. She thought they were about to make love and make a beautiful baby. And she was being art- artificially inseminated with Stefano's seed to make a child and so she believed her entire pregnancy and through the first year of well six months of ej's life that elvis presley was her baby's father i just i i i didn't know that part I thought she was isn't it that why she, <laughs> she EJ has him. the birth uh, has the name ej yep yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> I but his actual birth is crazy because she's Susan posing as Kristen. She actually marries John moments before EJ is born. Wait, but John thinks he's marrying Kristen. The whole fake teeth lying. She gave that's birth? that's later. That was that was uh. a vow. That was a vow renewal. Um, Kristen, <laughs> Kristen knew Marlena was itching to tell her her secret, so she wanted to get John married to her via a priest as soon as humanly possible. So she planned this whole vow renewal, but before they could actually get married, Susan threw her in the secret room. Mm. This is yeah, craziest shit I've ever heard of in my life. <laughs> yeah, I I literally just watched all of this, so it, it's literally insane. And his his birthday literally lasted like two weeks. I remember 
the scene of Stefano dressed as an Elvis impersonator, I didn't realize she wasn't giving birth. I didn't realize I didn't realize he was artificially inseminating her. Which I mean, which that makes way more sense because it would never make sense that he would choose to lay down and have a child <laughs> with a woman who looked so much like his daughter. But apparently, and I don't really know the full story here because I'm only somewhat into it, but apparently she was genetically acceptable to produce an heir with. So oh. that is why. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever they were smoking, I want. Stephanist. I don't want that. I don't want none of that. <laughs> James E. Riley could keep whatever he had over there. <laughs> that's a lot. Yeah. And yeah that's my but, number two. Good God. Yeah. His 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 birth was literally insane. Um, but my number two is actually one that Ariet mentioned earlier, and that was uh Hope giving birth to Zach in 2000. It's one of my favorite births. I think I've watched it like I had it on I had it on VHS for a while because we used to tape the we used to tape the soap all the time and I used to watch it so many times that the tape literally broke but my favorite thing about it was the comedy of errors surrounding it mm-hmm. because Bo and Hope were not married at the at this point and they were trying so hard to get married but they didn't want anybody anybody else to know because they were still planning on having like a big ceremony later that year in December, but they wanted to have a secret wedding just for them before the baby was born. And the only person who knew was Sean. Sean. But they they did get married, right? Yeah, they literally got married like 10, I think about five minutes before she pushed out the baby. Yeah. (laughs) It was was like so funny and just so heartwarming because like literally nobody, like Alice wouldn't leave, Doug and Julie wouldn't leave, John and Marlena wouldn't leave. And they literally just wanted everybody to leave them the fuck alone Mm. so they could get married before their child was born. And then you had also on the other side of the hospital, you had Marlo giving birth to JT and you had Stefano and Rolf waiting in the wings Mm -hmm. for that child to be born. So then, then, then they could do the baby swap with the ID bracelets, which is still one of the coolest things I've ever seen on TV. I need to watch this story again. It's, it's, I, I cannot wait to rewatch it. I'm so excited to like rewatch it with full context. I can't wait. So I had a question. I don't think I answered it, but they didn't know that Bo was the father at the time, right? No, they didn't find out that Bo wasn't the father, was the father until right before Zach, right before Zach was christened, when they got him back two years later after the baby switch was revealed. At this point, Bo knew he wasn't the father, but Hope didn't know that Bo wasn't the father. So Bo knew that it wasn't possible that he and Hope could have conceived the child at this point. So he knew that he was raising another man's child. I don't think he knew who the potential fathers were at that point but he never told John it was Stefano and John and America actually got to decide which one of them was going to be the father Stefano assumed the baby was his which is why he did the baby switch because he did not want his son being raised to Brady that makes sense because I never understood why he switched them but I remember that actually so and then it, it came out it came out later that John was the father um, and then they redid it like once the baby switch came out and Hope got Zach back. Mm-hmm. Um, Hope started having mysterious dreams and it led into this whole storyline of figuring out that there was this this moment in Paris when he was, Bo was brainwashed as a mime and this was in the middle of her brainwashing as Princess Gina but she was technically herself at this moment where apparently they had a moment together in Paris in which 
that was where Zach was conceived. But because of all the brainwashing, neither one of them remembered that this happened until years later. Thank God I was not watching. (laughs) (laughs) It was literally insane. Like, honestly, that baby, that baby switch is probably one of my all time favorite stories. But yeah, it's such a good one. And it lasted two years. And it it lasted two years in a way that it didn't feel like it was dragging. Like mm-hmm. everything kind of paced out in a really good way. So that by the, by the time we actually got to the full reveal, you actually wanted Hope to have both the boys. You wanted Hope to have JT and Zach. And it was just, it was such good, excuse me, such good story. And that is why it is my number two. And for Michael's number two, we are venturing over to Pine Valley, and he picked the birth of Adam Chandler Jr., a.k.a. J.R. Chandler on All My Children. And honestly, it was actually one of my favorite births as well, because I we just did a Tad and Dixie binge, and she was pregnant with Adam's baby, but Adam was married to Brooke at the time, and she was giving up her baby for adoption to Adam and Brooke and Tad knew that she wanted to keep the baby. So Tad was, Tad um, claimed paternity for a while. And then I think by the, by the time she was actually getting ready to give birth to JT, like, I think the full truth had come out and like, it was, it was just, a, it was just a really kind of like, awesome moment because you had the birth of the baby and that was kind of one of the moments where Tad and Dixie you could kind of really see them starting to fall for each other and kind of admit their feelings but she wanted things to work with Adam because Adam was JR's father so she didn't actually admit her feelings to Tad but you could kind of tell that she felt them it was it was really good story we loved it but Arya what is your number one my number one is an obvious pick but Lonnie giving birth to Carver and Jules um, this birth, I guess it's it's the least dramatic and happiest of the bunch, but it's a top favorite of mine because it's happy. It's centered around the birth and Ilani. And so basically they Ilani reunited right before um, Lonnie's water broke. She was rushed to the hospital and then gave birth to Carver and Jules on Christmas. One of the main things I loved about this pregnancy, aside from like Ilani being my favorite ship and seeing the family expand, is how the normal progression of her pregnancy from the moment she found out and that she was pregnant and then afterwards, how it all like unfolded. But the birth scenes themselves were so heartwarming. I loved the writing for it and how they tied in David Abraham into the story like this birth that he was there and holding Lonnie's hand and Eli said that he was here to make sure that like he's looking over them and I just loved how the majority of this episode was centered around Lonnie giving birth to the twins and Ilani and it it's such a beautiful contrast to the usual mess you get on soaps and it's also a contrast to Lonnie's first pregnancy which was a stillbirth. So all around, just lovely. I enjoyed it. I loved it. It remains my top fave. Excellent choice. Dylan, what about you? What's your number two, uh, number one? Um, actually, my number one is the same as Ariette's. And um, 
ditto for everything she said. And also just like um, black couples don't really get that on soaps. Mm -hmm. So it was just like extra special, especially Mm -hmm. like coming off the fact that, you know, we had lost David Abraham. And then like, if you watched other shows, yeah you know, yeah <laughs> what was going on had a little we had a we, you know YNR had pretty much traumatized us with that whole thing with Hillary and Devon mm. and like we just it it's just not something that we really get to see black couples have and the fact mm. that they had twins like yeah. it was just it was just a really really happy wonderful heartwarming moment and like I just I love it so yeah that was my number one and twins where it wasn't a question of paternity that in itself is twins in itself is a rarity but whenever they do twins there's always a question of which one is fathered by whom and I was so happy that we didn't have that here we could just kind of enjoy it and it was really really nice Nick what about you what's your number one um at this point i'm pretty sure it's obvious it's a three-peat um <laughs> it was eli and lonnie welcoming carver and jules on days uh everything dylan said everything ariette said um i wish they were still here it was nice to see because that summer was hell and i was still very pissed off about the fact well when david abraham died mm-hmm. i was still very pissed yeah. off about the fact that he did die because he didn't have to um but the fact that they were able to get pregnant again and have twins because i never saw that coming and um it was just nice and it was heartwarming it was endearing and i really like aria said i really loved the way they tied david abraham into the birth and throughout her pregnancy they kind of made mentions of david abraham yeah like at the wedding when they were getting married they mentioned david abraham being there and watching over them so like i really enjoy enjoyed that i really missed them really wish we could have them on the show again so yeah that's my number one excellent choice my number one um is different um but it was mentioned earlier by dylan and my number one is the birth of brady black um i loved it one because it was right in the middle of john and isabella's wedding which was hilarious and like she was trying so hard to like not be in labor she wanted to finish this ceremony so badly but Brady just wanted to make his way into the world so it was literally to the point where like Marcus and Carly had to drag her into the bride's room to give birth to this child and then as she's in the bride's room giving birth you have all of the wedding guests sitting in the church reminiscing about all of their birth stories and it would just, it felt very like family oriented. It felt very quintessential days and I loved it. And then they got to, fi- like, they got to finish the ceremony. She's literally on a gurney holding baby Brady and they got to finish the ceremony with their, with their son in their arms. And it was just the sweetest moment. I was so happy. And unfortunately, six months later, it all went away. <laughs> But that moment was so, so sweet. And it's actually kind of weird that Isabella died on the same day that Abigail was born. So you had a, you had a really interesting like life death juxtaposition on that episode. But this, this was just a moment celebrating life and love and happiness. And it just makes my heart happy every time I think about it. And Michael's number one was the birth of Belle Black. And she was actually, 
a very good one. She was going to be on my list, but when I saw that he had it for number one, I decided to um, take her off and give give that one to Michael because like this was the moment where like Belle had been conceived, but nobody knew it at the time. Everybody assumed that she was um, that she was Roman's because Sammy had switched the paternity test, and I don't even think the audience knew yet that she had done that. Um, But John, Kristen, and Marlena were stuck. I think at the Horton cabin and she had gone into labor and John ended up delivering his own child and then literally breathing life into her because when she was born, she wasn't breathing. And John literally had to breathe life into his own little girl. And John and Kristen were together at this point or like kind of on the on-ramp to being together. But like, it was very evident even then that Marlena was his central focus even though the, the affair had ended by this point. And it was just, it, it's so, it was just so classic soap. And there was that moment where like once Belle was okay and like Belle started crying, you could literally feel the relief pouring off of John. And he didn't even know that that was his child yet. It would be another um, four months before he would even know her as his child. But that moment was just so iconic. And it's one of, what's one of the, moments that you always see in John and Marlena flashbacks and it's just so classic days and classic them but I'm also noticing a pattern do you notice how many on our list involve the fathers of said children delivering their child it's <laughs> always just like yeah that's... whether they knew it at the time or not it's still a really really in- like really funny how often that actually ends up happening on soap but this was a very fun list. Uh, does anybody have any honorable mentions before we wrap it up? Oh, All my children, Babe and Bianca. <gasps> oh, yes. <laughs> How did you get that? Yeah. Oh, gosh. We had, I mean, we had everything. We had a flood. We had the missing. They went into labor. We, we had, had so a baby switch. We had a crossover event. Like, it was a lot. That was when I started watching All My Children. I cannot believe I forgot that. And it, that was, ugh. And it just, like, because, and then, too, like, I was not reading spoilers at the time. So I did not, like, when Paul showed up, I knew that a baby switch was going to happen. I thought that he was going to take Babe's baby. So when he took Miranda, I was like, oh, my God. It was just like, if you haven't, if you haven't watched it, y'all got to go YouTube it or say it. 99% of that story is still on YouTube. I highly implore everybody listening to go look up different parts of that baby switch because it's honestly it's so some good. of it's so good like that's the story that hooked me on all my children like that whole story like it starts I think in like March of 03 March of 03 or March of 04 and it literally I think it might be March of 04 because then by December of 04 um Miranda and Bianca are reunited and it's just oh, so good so oh, good it is excellent so- choice Dylan thank you for bringing that up <laughs> Is this what it is like one of my fa- and I'm not big on baby switch stories, but it is it was so good. And it's the only baby switch story that literally involved another soap. It 
it was amazing so so good so uh then that is the end of our top five births edition of soap dish salem style we will be back next week with another recap episode see you later everybody bye bye guys bye